listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Wellbeing, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Welcome to another episode of Woman of Strength and I've got yet another amazing guest with me today. I've got Liza Monet Morales. Um, welcome Morales, Morales. Morales, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start again. It's okay. <laughs> What people that are that are watching this and listening to this will realise that every time I introduce my guests, I usually get the name wrong. And I was just saying to Liza before we went on air, I'm very much about I, I'm I'm English, I live in New Zealand, Liza lives in America, and we all pronounce things very, very differently. So hey, hey, welcome to to the conundrums of the English language. So anyway, welcome Liza. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's so great to be here. Thank you, and, it, and it's great to have you. And I'm just going to let you know a little bit about Liza. Um, and she really has made a name for herself as one of the top 10 international multi-platform bilingual journalists and social media influencers as designated by the White House in 2014. And she's won the Best Live Creator in 2016 at the TE. CLA Awards, which marked the first time any award show honoured a live streamer, and she's just won it again for the second time in a row. So congratulations yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, and she's currently nominated for the 2017 Shorty Awards on Periscope of the Year. And Liza kicked off this year by being named one of the 20 most inspiring Latinos and Latina of 2016. So welcome. I, I feel like I'm in, in the company of a celebrity. <laughs> You're so cute. We're all celebrities. It's all yeah, absolutely. We absolutely are. Now, I'd really love to hear about your journey into a woman of strength, Liza, because it sounds like, you know, you've had a, an incredible journy just winning all these amazing awards. So congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. It's interesting because I don't know if you've ever heard of the, of the quote, but from your greatest pain could come your greatest joy. And that is something that I've learned firsthand. And so it's not for not that I really appreciate each one of these awards because I remember the six-year-old girl who was in such pain and could never have imagined to have such joy. So in a nutshell, or to kind of tell you a little bit about uh, my journey, it all really relates to these. So these are the sunnies I'm most known for wearing. Uh, my motto is that I see the world through love-filled eyes. Yeah. And the name of my community is Love Bug Nation. So it's all about positivity. Uh, when I create content, it's either to inspire, to entertain, to inform, or to educate uh, in ways that bring out the best in us, that encourage us to take risks. So as I mentioned, as a six-year-old, I had it pretty rough. So I um, was sexually molested by three different family members, uh, all male. And the worst of it all was the oldest family member, who was my uncle, was 57 when he started molesting me. And it happened every day from the time that I was six until the time that I was eight. During that time, uh, my stepmother also tried poisoning me and uh, really had a hard time accepting you know, my parents had divorced. She was remarried to my father, but she hated that I was 
a visual reminder that there was a life before she had her children with my dad and she tried taking my life. So, uh, at a very early age, I learned not to trust. I learned to not really value myself. I thought that, uh, through no fault of my mom or my grandmother who raised me after my parents got divorced, I felt that I was not only alone, but that something must be wrong with me that I wasn't of value because my uncle, the oldest one in particular, always kept reminding me that the reason why my parents got divorced, which was false, but nonetheless, my six-year-old self believed it, was yeah, that yeah. because I wasn't a boy and because my brother, who was born stillborn a year beforehand, he didn't make it, so that's why they wanted to get rid of me. Uh, he told me things such as the fact that I would never amount to anything, uh, anything more than being good for sex. So I really took this in and was trying to figure out a way out and a way to ask for my for help, but I didn't feel strong enough to use my voice. And so along came Hello Kitty, who I became very fascinated with at a very young age. And I I really remarked on the fact that she, and I I hooked onto this, the fact that the reason, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, I recently mentioned this to Twitter and they ended up making a Twitter moment about this. So I think it's kind of funny when I see people's minds get blown, but Hello Kitty actually doesn't have a mouth. And the reason that she, yeah, exactly. And the reason that she doesn't have a mouth is because she speaks the language of love. And love needs no translation. So if you're sad, she's sad. If you're happy, she's happy. Yeah. And as such, she's able to make friends all over the world. So I really hooked on to that idea. And I thought, well, if she could you know, speak the language of love and bring that more into her life, I don't have the strength to speak up. But what if I really just start looking for the love and everything and I see the world through love-filled eyes? Maybe that'll create an environment around me that is love-filled. So I knew nothing about the law of attraction. I knew nothing about, you know, how powerful my words and my thoughts could be. But I was really fixated on that idea. And I am proof. How old were you then? I was six. Six. Wow. Six. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And very I, well I, <laughs> I really fixated on this idea. And so Hello Kitty was my jam. And yeah. I just would really look for everything. I would strike signing everything with hearts, XOXO. So, so many, so many people say, oh, your handle, did it come up because of Gossip Girl? I was like, no, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I, anytime you would see my stuff, I would just always scribble hearts. I was constantly looking for these like heart glasses or heart anything. And little by little, uh, lo and behold, my life did change. That by the time I was eight, I, my mom ended up coming back and realizing something had gone amiss because she was traveling a lot for work. But she realized she needed to change jobs because I had gone from being this very gregarious child to being very inwardly, and she wasn't sure what was happening. But we moved from the situation where I was and where I was most vulnerable to be molested by my uncles. Uh, to a different city, and I never looked back. The minute we moved, I remember staring at my uncle with my little pigtails, and I was eight, and I was like, you can't hurt me anymore. And he slapped me, and he called me some profanities, and he was like, don't you say anything, and I still have power over you, and you still suck, and you're not worth anything. And I was like, I'm going to show you. And I remember leaving, and we moved to the next place, And from then on, I became my own worst competition, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was driven to now um, not only speak up for myself, but I promised myself I would never not have a voice again. So my state of activism started at that point. I continue to be very active uh, to speak up for animals, the elderly, immigrants, those that are being abused in any way. Those are my hot buttons. So I really doubled down on that. I got very interested in politics. I got very interested in, in acting and 
and just really being the storyteller on a greater plane. So I always tell people when I go and I speak to girls, especially that are survivors of either molestation or rape, it isn't where you start, it's where you finish, right? So it's not what happens to you, but it's what you choose to do with what happens to you that's going to define who you are. So I knew personally, it wasn't just going to be about surviving life and surviving the situation. It was going to be thriving at life. So I took a lot of twists and turns, but I've come to a point of forgiving those who molested me um, and forgiving my stepmother and taking the good, if there's anything. I mean, if I had a time machine, of course, I'd go back to not have any of that happen. But taking the good from knowing that that fire in my belly came from a very dark place and inspires me now to not only motivate others, but to really shine this light of positivity and love in the world because I realize just how much we need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what, what an amazing story. What a, what, yeah, what a, an incredible six-year-old to have that. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely incredible. And so your journey yeah. has taken you on this, this wonderful place of, of, of love. Um, and it sounds like there's a lot of gratitude in there from what you yes. were saying. You know, even though it was horrendous, what happened to you it sounds like there's some gratitude around if it hadn't have happened it wouldn't have fueled me to do be who I am today correct I I would say one thing that really brought it full circle for me was so I once we moved as I mentioned I was a debater I was class president and I like I was like I'm gonna get straight A's like I was just always on this mission to do more and be more. But I realized as I got older, I started repressing what was happening. And I was kind of going around the world, not kind of, I was going around the world with a cup that had no bottom. And I just was asking the world to love me. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I need to just keep accomplishing things. Maybe that's the way to get it. And then it hit me that no, the love needed to come from me. And I needed to take my hand and put it underneath this cup to let this hemorrhaging stop. And yeah, maybe some water would flow out AK, those are the mistakes we're all bound to make or bound to make, but I could control that situation, right? And so I did put it, I, I kept it repressed. And then once I was in college, uh, I did this repressive memory exercise and it just all came out like a waterfall of just info. And I just remembered everything to like the finite, uh, the most finite of details or finite of details. And I was very blessed that I had a very supportive mother and grandmother and it really connected the dots for them in so many ways. And my mom even had to go to therapy as a result. But I bring this up to say that these were all these elemental steps that I recognized I needed to take in my healing process in order to know that it is a journey. It's not a destination. It's something we work on. And two years ago, I was fortunate enough to be invited by the Dalai Lama to his birthday party. So they had it here in Irvine, California, and I was able to live stream. Hang on, hang on, just stop, stop, stop. How do you get an invite? (laughs) Come on, you need to share that before you. Yes, yes. So I was going to say, yeah, so his team reached out. So it was kind of crazy. They reached out, and at first I didn't really believe that this was happening, and I was like, are you sure? So they're like, yeah, 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 you can do this. And so when I went there, and I and I had the opportunity to meet him, I was blown away when he saw me. The first thing he did, he was like, Love Bug Nation, which is the name of my community, and he threw up the heart, and I just was like, oh, my God is this happening right now? And so we did the whole forehead to forehead exchange. And he just, he really just said, you know, you are a modern Dalai Lama. And I was like, oh my gosh, God bless you from your words to, well, your ears, I guess. I was like, I don't know how much higher you get. 
And he started laughing. He goes, no, you have to understand me. I've been doing this work now since the 60s and the 70s, and I've been traveling the world. And even today, we had 7,000 people. The space was, was sold out. And now this was the aftermath in the little private party. And he said, but through that, I'm told by my team, and tell me if this is right, that on your phone, we had 12,000 people on the first stream and then 18,000 on the next one watching. And I said, yes. And he said, well, do you understand what that means? We were able to get our message out to people without them having to risk their life to come hear me speak, which I've seen happen many a times when I've spoken around the world. They didn't have to book a flight. They didn't have to book a babysitter or a hotel. Yeah. You were able to help me deliver this message of love using technology, which I don't know how to use. So that is all that I could wish for. And he has this very infectious laugh and he started laughing and he's like, and whether you like it or not, you are now an agent of love. This is your life work. So you must continue to do what you're doing. And I have to tell you, I get emotional just talking about it. I really um, sat that I was like when I was able to really sit in gratitude that like my yeah. journey and my purpose for what I've been through was not just for me. It was bigger than me to be of service to the world in a way that I could have never dreamed of. Yeah. And, and to get that acknowledgement from someone like that too, it's sort of, yeah. yeah amazing wow so okay so how do you top that you know meeting the Dalai Lama what else have you have you done I mean I don't know if it's it's, it's pretty it's it's pretty intense when you meet him um I would just say you know I always look for what's the next thing I'm going to do so this year I'm pretty excited uh, to do a couple of things so I have um my first solo book will be coming out towards the end of the year but prior to that, I'm doing a collaboration effort with uh, seven other Latinas who are also extremely successful in their fields. And we were talking and we thought, wouldn't it be great to really show others how empowerment can come through leadership, specifically within the Latina field? Because I think, again, it really defaults where a lot of women feel like, oh, it's about saying I have too much on my, my plate, where my answer to that is get a bigger plate you know, or I don't know, I got to know. I'm like, okay, no, just dance for next opportunity. They're like, oh my God, Liza, you always have to just be so stinking positive. I'm like, I know, but that's how you move forward. So I thought, you know, I really, after getting all these DMs and emails and, and uh, post mail from, you know, community members from around the world, I really thought I need to put this in a place that's going to be helpful for them. Not necessarily just in my blog, but also in, in book form so that they can have something tangibly to look for. So uh, we're doing that. So that book comes out May 31st. And then I have my own book, which will come out uh, towards the end of the year. So it's tentatively titled Classy Chingona. Now that might be a, a term you haven't heard, but in oh. Spanish, yeah. So in Spanish, Chingona means uh, a woman without apology, basically. So it's, oh, it. uh, yeah. So my mom and my grandmother really raised me to be classy. But at the same time, when I needed to, I needed to use my street smarts and like, stand up and be hoodish if I needed to, to yeah. make sure that people weren't messing with me, my dreams or my values. And that's one thing. And I'm sure you can relate to this working in an industry, whether it's male dominated or not, where people are very eager to steamroll you. If you're the pretty girl in the room yeah. and think, Oh, how, you're so cute. You think you actually have an opinion. And it's like, no, I do. Yeah. So this book is really uh, using the techniques that I have used in the systems. I'm all about setting up systems to do more uh, in less time so that you're working smarter, not harder. And then it also sets you up to remove maybe the ways that you're self-sabotaging yourself that you're not even aware of. 
Fantastic. That that sounds amazing. So when did you say that's at the end? That'll be at the end of the year. Fantastic. So we need to look out for that. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give um, women who are just sort of starting out, stepping into that place of strength, realizing that there's something quite bigger in life for them, stepping into their purpose? Because women do that all different ages in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you did it, you know, fairly young but I certainly know in terms of my name a lot of women are in their sort of 40s and 50s before they even get to that space so what advice would you give a woman who's just stepping into that space so two things one I love the way that you frame that uh, I think the thing to remember is that it, again it's always going to be a journey so yeah. it's not uh okay I did this and now I'm healed so for me even though I've come so far and I've healed so much of those wounds there's certain triggers that sometimes come up that I wasn't even aware of. So it really challenges me to stop and look at that and figure out how am I going to flip the script? So one great thing is that I tell people focus on what you want, not on, on what you want to leave behind. Right? So perfect example is if we sit here and I start talking to you about the pink elephant in the room and I tell you, I don't want you to think about the pink elephant, you know, think about anything else or versus me even just saying, I just want you to think about the pink elephant it doesn't really matter the words around it. The key words there are pink elephant. And that's actually what you're actually going to focus on. So when people say, Oh, I don't want to focus anymore on, you know, being fat. Like I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I was like, okay, but you're continuing to focus on weight and lose weight. What if you flip the conversation and you made it on, I want to be healthy. I want, you know, to focus on feeling um, light and feeling positive in my day. Same thing for debt. I wanted to focus on financial freedom. I want to focus on abundance and not using words that are going to bring you back. So first and foremost, I always uh, encourage women to be careful of the words that they use. In my book, I actually do have what I call the word diet. So I put a lot of my friends on this because I'll hear them saying words that I'm like, what are you doing? You're self-sabotaging yourself right now. Uh, So that's the first step, if you will. But even before that, what I would say is, A, know that you're more than enough. And wherever you are, that's okay. You can breathe into that, and that's okay. And the acceptance of knowing you didn't miss out on a boat, you you shouldn't have done this sooner, because I think there's a lot of guilt oftentimes. And I know I had that. Like, why didn't I tell on him when I was six? Or why didn't I tell on him when I was seven? It's like, well, that just didn't happen, right? So forgiving ourselves and knowing that we're more than enough and where we're at right now is where we're supposed to be right now is that first step. And then moving from there in using ways and words and strategies so that you're not letting yourself off the hook from what you're committing to be. So what does that mean exactly? So the word diet, as I mentioned, uh, I'll give you one as a perfect example that I hear people say all the time. It's the word try. It drives me bonkers because, yes, you cannot try to do anything. You either are doing it or you're not, right? So if you will be my guinea pig, just to really help your viewers at home equate this, if you can do me a favor right now, would you say you're sitting or standing? Me? Are you sitting? Yep, right now. Are you sitting or standing? Sitting. Great. Can you do me a favor and stand up? For two seconds. Perfect. Would you say you're sitting or standing? Standing. Great. Now, Angie, do me a favor and try to sit. <laughs> try. I either have or I haven't. Yeah, exactly. You can't. Okay. That's the point. You can't, right? You're either yeah. sitting or standing. So you have to pick one, own yeah. it, and go with it. So I always tell people, and I learned this from my mom so early on, 
is know what it is. Essentially what you're saying when you say the word try is, hey, this is the way that I'm going to let myself off the hook without having accountability and say, well, I tried my best. No, then you just didn't try at all. You didn't do anything at all, right? So I always make it a point to call my friends out when they say that. I'm like, nope, you got to pay yourself five cents. Like this is, this is the way you start changing it because words are so powerful. And when we continuously let ourselves off the hook, we yeah. never push ourselves to be accountable for our success. And we continue to stay in a victim state of mind. So that would be my second big tip that I would tell people. Um, they can get more if they tweet me at XOXO Liza. Put two Z's, please. I'd be happy to send them the word diet uh, download as well. Oh, perfect. It's like, it's like I'm having a con with you. I'm having a conversation with myself because that is what I say to everyone. You know, yes. don't never use the word try for that exact same reason. Listen to your words because when yep. I with my clients or family or friends or whatever, and they say, you know, oh, life is hard. This is tough. This is difficult. You know, I'm tired. I'm going, listen to what you're telling yourself. Exactly. Oh, listen yes. to what you're telling yourself. It's, oh, yeah. So and I that's what it. you're going to continue to attract, you know, exactly. because that's what you're focusing on. Yep. Yeah, it, it's and and I think it's fantastic advice. It's such great advice because it, it was exactly the advice that, that I give um, family friends. And obviously, it's it's practical and it works. Like this it is what I tell it. people. Like I will never share anything that I haven't done that I haven't seen results from. Yeah. And so when people come and tell me, "Oh, but you're so lucky," that's another word that I can't stand. I'm like, "No, you mean hardworking." Like when you say someone is lucky, whether you mean to or not, you're actually insulting the hard effort that they've put in the sacrifices yep. that they've put in to create something like your show. You know, you could be yep. out shopping or getting some sun right now, but here you are speaking yeah. with me, you know, and that's a commitment you've made. So I wish you all the blessings that whatever you reap from that, you deserve that. And so oftentimes I've had people and clients of mine and, and, you know, followers and friends say, wow, I never looked at it within that framework. And I said, right. So again, you have to really evaluate to the beliefs that you subscribe to without even questioning, constantly questioning yourself. So it's like that spring cleaning, just like you're not going to wear the same pair of underwear you wear today that you wore 10 years ago. I mean, I hope you're not, no. you know, you should also really look at the things that you're believing and see where have you evolved? Where can you challenge yourself at looking at something different? Yeah, absolutely. T totally agree. And, and, I, and I call that what I call that is, um, you know, that that self responsibility, you know, people are going to me, you know, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. You've got a beautiful life. You've got this, you've got that. And I said, I actually worked my ass off to get that to create it. Like, mentally, <laughs> as well as physically and financially, yes. you know, I, I, yes. where I am today through working on myself. <laughs> it wasn't just work out there. And, um, you know, so luck's got nothing to do with it. It was actually choice. You know, I could have chosen it is. to stay where I was, and I, and I chose that I wanted a different life to what I currently had, and, and I needed well, to look at me to see what I wanted to become. So, yeah. For sure. And to add to that one, a great piece of advice that I, I received from my tennis coach in high school that I carry with myself to this day is he would always tell me, Liza, do yourself a favor. This is how you always get ahead when you're on the court. And I was like, okay. He's like, stay ready. By staying ready for the ball that's going to come at you, you don't waste time getting ready. Nine times out of 10, your opponents are going to waste time getting ready. And I'm like, 
got it. And if you look yeah. at Serena Williams or Venus Williams, they are always ready for what's coming on to them. Yeah. So that is a lesson that works on and off the court that I'm constantly ready. What opportunity is coming up and showing up that by me showing up on my end, those two will match. And that's what true luck is, is when luck and, and off, I'm sorry, when preparation and opportunity match, you create this uh, win-win magic, if you will, that yeah. creates these results that you've been working towards that you yourself maybe didn't even know were coming, but were you preparing yourself to create and to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what's next for you? So, you've got you've got the, the book coming out. Um, yeah. What what else is is next for you? So, so next month, I'm pretty excited. I'm heading out to London to speak at the Commonwealth Series. So, I'm one of three women that are coming to speak out there. So, if any of you guys are in London uh, on May 15th, I would love for you guys to come hear me speak. That would be fantastic. Uh, and then I'm also prepping for my first TEDx uh, talk. I say first because I hope I'll be able to do more than one. Uh, yes. So I'm prepping for that right now. So we're in the stages of going through that. That'll be happening later this year. And we're also pitching a TV show. Uh, we're, we have a new live streaming show that we'll be doing online, but also pitching a TV show element as well uh, to create some digital content. So it's pretty exciting. I really balance and do, I don't believe necessarily in equal balance, but it's more harmony of taking all my interests and passions that I have, which is you know, to be an actor, to continue to be a TV host and continue to be this content creator, but also really even feel my, my what I like to call being an artivist, which is an artist and an activist combined. Yeah. I think the state of, of the world that we're in right now with Cheeto Head being in office, it's really important for us to use our voices collectively to move things forward. So I'm just looking at ways to expand my brand in a way that makes sense where I could be of mosters, uh, in different unique ways that haven't been done before um, because I keep hearing that from my audience that they want more and more and more. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this, but also get some sleep in? So that's what I'm working on right now. So we have like a, an apparel line that's coming out and some kind of some, not kind of some, a coaching program, if you will, or a membership uh, circle, if you will. So I'm working yeah. on all these things uh, just so, you know, I can maximize how much uh, I can be of service. Yeah. So do you ever get any sleep? <laughs> I do. It's very little, but I do. I do. Uh, I, fun fact, I don't drink coffee, which people yeah. always find hard to believe. Uh, and I don't, I've never even smoked a cigarette. Like I've never done drugs. Uh, so I do crack up when people are like, do you like Monster or like Red Bull? I'm like, no, <laughs> I love iced tea. And they're like, where do you get all the energy from? And I always tell them, honestly, it's because I woke up today. Yeah, one day I'm just not going to wake up. I'm going to be six feet under or cremated somewhere yeah. and it'll be over. And so until that day comes, I am excited every day that I get to wake up and be like, all right, let's get at this again today. What awesome stuff are we going to create? How are we going to leave a legacy? What are we going to do to push this boulder forward to get my message out of positivity and love and a little bit further along today than it was yesterday? Yeah, and it is a choice, isn't it? It's, it's a choice. That's how we choose to be every single day. And if we chose yes. to be um, grumpy, grumpy, we that too. But no, don't do that. No, I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that? And exactly. people always are so surprised. They're like, are you ever in a bad mood? I'm like, of course, bad things happen. But my default, yeah. I've been doing this so long, my default is just to be in a happy mood. And even if something doesn't go as I plan, I'm like, okay, well, let's focus on the solution. What, what? Really, am I going to gain from sitting there wallowing in a corner and be like, well, this sucks. Like, no, there's no progress. So I would rather just figure out what's the solution. Okay, this is a reality. What's happening? 
let me take responsibility. One thing I do that's part of my morning ritual every day is I write down the three things I'm grateful for from the day before, but then I also write the one thing I was really surprised or excited and proud of myself that I did, whether that was making a scary phone call or, you know, having a conversation with someone about negotiating my value that my team realized like, Oh no, we should ask for more in this campaign. So I really focus on that so I can get like excited for the next part because the next part is what's the one thing I'm disappointed. Where did I let myself down? And let me tell you, Angie, that is not easy some days where I'm like, Ooh, I don't really want to look at that. But I do. And I sit there because the fastest way to burn through that fear, which is what it is, the fear yeah. of realizing we're not perfect which we aren't. And I love being perfectly imperfect, but yeah. sometimes that ego comes up. We're like, you're great. I'm like, yeah, but we can improve. And this is how we can improve. Right. So I'll sit in that and I'll write through it and be like, so this didn't feel so good. Let's take responsibility for that. But then let's also learn what can you do so that this doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of doesn't, it feels icky right now, but we're going to set ourselves up for success so that this doesn't happen again. So that I find is very helpful to keep me moving along and, primes me if you will for what is to come in the day ahead yeah I, yeah and, and I do something very similar and, and it really does set you up it really sets you up for that successful day and I, I do a very similar thing in the evenings too I, I look at you know what, what I've done well and what I would like to improve on around myself and but go to bed with gratitude Yes. always wake up with gratitude. So. That is something I want to work on doing a nightly ritual because yeah. Yeah. my days are so long because I tend to travel and meet sometimes in two countries in a given week uh, is that my nights and my days kind of blend in. So I, I've gotten it on lock to do it the very first thing when I wake up. I have this whole, I don't know if you've ever read uh, The Miracle Morning. Yeah. By, yeah. Uh, that's, oh, that book yeah. changed my yeah. life. It saved yeah. my life and changed my life. That's, so, that's what I follow, yeah. Yes, so I do my savers every morning. So yeah. for those of you not uh, that don't have the book yet, join us. Join go get yeah. the book right now on Amazon, right now. Put up the link, go get that. Um, but I do my savers, which stands for science, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. I do that every morning without fail. Uh, but I started realizing it. I love it so much that I want to start incorporating some type of nighttime ritual. So mm. kudos to you and thank you for inspiring me to know that that's something that you do as well. I'm going to have yeah. to yeah. think yeah. about that. How I It can makes a tremendous difference in your life when you do those those things. It's just, yeah. It, uh, and people go, oh, but it, how could it make so much difference? It's like, just do it. I can't explain. You'll be surprised. It. You have to experience it. And the energy shift life. that just yeah. happens is like, whoa, yeah. this is crazy. You know, and then you start realizing if you don't have that hour to give yourself, you don't have a life. I don't care how oh, much zeros you have in your bank account. You have yeah. no life. If you I don't can't say I'm life. worthy of one hour. Yeah, because if I don't do that, I feel like I crazy. missing all day. It's, it's bizarre. It's like... Wow, it's like I've left something of myself behind. <laughs> and I'm like upset at myself. Like I realized this. So I went from being in Arizona for um, spring training with the Dodgers, which was amazing. Then I left straight to Israel. I was there for a week and a half on a shoot. Then I went straight from there, flew to Miami, where I, I ended up winning this award and celebrating my birthday, which was great. And then I spoke there. And then I flew straight to LA. And then I had another event in the shoot. And so in there, there was like three days that I wasn't able to do this. I was so grumpy, Angie, with yeah, myself. <laughs> and I mean, no one could tell. I just could feel it internally. I was like, I cannot believe. Yeah. I cannot believe. And I did it like a quick five minutes. I was like, that wasn't enough. 
You yeah. cheated yourself. What choices can we make? So that night on my birthday, uh, we went out. I went out with my cousin to eat, and I won the award on my birthday. And then there was this huge after party, and people were going to an after after party. And I was like, nope, I'm getting up tomorrow at 5 a.m. That is what I'm going to give myself, the gift of rest. So yeah. I went yeah. to dinner. I had a quick drink with everybody, and I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm calling it a day. I, I made a video for my fans uh, back in my room, and I'm going to bed. And they're like, what do you mean? You won. It's the second time you won. We should go get drunk. We should be up till the day. I was like, no, I don't need any of that. And I have to tell you, the next morning I woke up at 5, did my routine, and oh, yeah, it was everything, Angie. I was like, this is what this is for. Yes. I totally get it because that's, that's exactly how I am. I'm up at five o'clock every morning in bed by nine o'clock at night and people go, oh my goodness. And I go, well, look at my life. Haven't I got a great life? Aren't I happy all the time? You know, it does something. I don't sit up and watch the TV. I don't. Exactly. So, yeah, wonderful. So how can our amazing women that will be watching this and listening to this, how can they get in contact with you? Please, please connect with me. I'm on every so, uh, single social media platform under under the moon out there, and even the ones that aren't invented yet, <laughs> under XOXO Liza with two Zs, please. Drop me a line. Uh, let me know that you listen to me here on Angie's podcast. And like I said, I'd be more than happy to send you the word diet and also just keep you in the loop with what's coming up in terms of my book and some yeah. uh, in-person webinars, or I'm sorry, seminars that I'm going to be doing that I would love for you guys to be there. And yeah, and then you'll be able to sign up for my mailing list and get the party started. Fantastic. Thank you so, so Thank much. You. It's been amazing talking to you. Thank you. And I wish you lots and lots of luck for the future, although you don't need it. But yeah, yeah I just we'll take it. We'll take it all. Angie. We'll take it out. <laughs> thank you. And especially because you. you're in the future. I hope that my future self can thank my, my past self yes, and that exactly. we're going to make things all happen. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.